0: Good morning, church. It's so good to see you here today. If you guys would stand up, we're going to start off with worship and welcome to the Well Weekend.
1: Morning, church how are y'all doing today Good <laughs> thank you for being here this morning this is our well weekend my name is Allie and this is Isaac and we just have a few announcements for you
2: Hi. Um, to uh, help better connect our guests and members we have a text and platform um, if you're a guest or need a prayer request you can text the word connect to nine zero four 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 one six nine zero zero if um, If you want to keep up with the news of the church, please text the word CONNECT to, or text the word NEWS to the same phone number, which is 904-441-6900.
1: Okay. And before I forget, we have a senior luncheon tomorrow here um, at 1130 in the morning and Chicken Salad Chick will be here. So make sure you come to that. And then um, our Easter egg hunt um, registration is also open and you can go on to AnastasiaKids.com where you can register. And we are also accepting any candy that is unopened and individually wrapped. And um, also you can check out... Easter at Anastasia.com if you have any other, um, if you want to just know more about what we're doing for Easter. So that's all.
0: <laughs> so my name is Katie. I'm a college student. Um, I go to Flagler and I attend the well on Tuesdays and I come here on Sundays. Um, and before we sing this next song, we're going to sing In Christ Alone, which is one of my personal favorite hymns. Um, And I felt like this week as I was practicing it and the worship team and I were um, working on it for this service, I felt like God was using this song to encourage me a lot as I um, went to classes and I was around other people. Um, Because this week I was kind of getting a little bit discouraged and I was feeling like I wasn't doing a great job witnessing to people and I wasn't doing enough. Um, But this song at the end of the first verse and the second verse says, Um, here in the love of Christ, I stand. And then the last one says here in the power of Christ, I stand. And um, it just reminded me that anything I do for God's kingdom, I can't do it in my own power or I'm not going to do it well. And um, everything I do is in Christ alone, in his love and in his power. Um, And in Christ alone, my hope is found too. So I just pray that you would all be encouraged this morning as you sing this song with us. So Please stand, and we're going to sing In Christ
3: Alone. In Christ Alone
1: Caroline, and I'm going to be reading some scripture from Psalm thirty-two. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no inequity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you, but not like a horse or a mule without understanding, which must be curbed with bit and bridle, or it will not stay near you. Many are the sorrows of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts in the Lord. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Let's pray. God, thank you for bringing us all here today, and I pray that you will just fill this place as we gather and um, be with us throughout our day. In your name, amen.
0: Please stand as we sing another song.
2: well good morning church so it was about a little over four years ago that our committee first met to begin planning and preparing for our public launch of our "For generations to come faith campaign which we did now two years ago and just a couple of weeks and one thing that we were determined to do and committed to do and that was to bathe everything that we did in prayer and to that degree one of our committee members developed what i call my prayer card it looks like this and i brought it with me today to share one of the scriptures and that dear lady sits right on this front row right over here miss Ann martone she was on our committee and she developed these for us and i have faithfully read this every single morning with very few exceptions even when i travel on business and as i will be leaving this afternoon this will go with me tomorrow and it has a daily prayer on one side And on the other side, it has seven scriptures that come from the Old Testament and the New Testament that deal with faith and dealing with fulfilling the vision of God and what he's called us to do here at Anastasia Church. So I want to share the one that I have been reading for four plus years on every Tuesday, and it's from uh, the Apostle Paul, and it's in the book of Ephesians, and it's 416, and it says, from him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work and church i'm here to tell you that you have and you continue to do the work of god and what he's called us to do in this faith campaign and i am happy to share with you this morning that the results of our last two weekends you have been faithful and you have contributed and given five hundred and thirty five thousand dollars that raises our total to uh, a little over four point five million dollars which is well on the way of what we need in order to begin to uh, fulfill the vision and complete it uh, what God's called us to do so God bless you church
4: all right good morning church Um, we're gonna be praying for the offering so if you could bow your head and close your eyes will uh, pray. Lord, blessed be your name. Thank you for everything you've given us. Thank you for this day, uh, Lord. We ask that you put your hand over the offering, Lord, that you may bless those who can give, Lord, as well as those who cannot, Lord. Um, we ask that you please bless everyone who's uh, here in this church, Lord, that they may walk out of here this week and be a light unto everyone's path and Good morning, church family. We're so glad to see you here. For those that don't know me, my name is Julia Murray. I am the college young adult minister here at Anastasia Church, and it is my privilege that I get to work with all of these young adults every week. And I've already been blessed this morning by worship and everything. I don't know about you, but, I mean, church hasn't even, like, we're not even halfway done. And I'm just so encouraged and blessed. Um, But like I said, I get to run the college young adult ministry here and I, we're gonna do things a little different than we normally do. The well is our young adult ministry. We meet Tuesday nights over in the CLC and um, we have a broad range of college students, young adults, people who are just starting out in their careers and those who are kind of trying to figure out life um, at that stage. And it's just such a fun group of people and um, it truly is my greatest joy to be a part of that. And this morning, I've asked a couple of them to be up here with me and just kind of share how God has worked in their lives. And um, if you leave here with nothing else, I just want you to be encouraged about this next generation. After the eight o'clock service, um, some sweet lady told Pastor Walter that she can go to heaven now because she is, feels secure in the next generation. And I can't have that on me. So please be encouraged, <laughs> but leave here safely. <laughs> um, and I love that our worship team um, took David Elder's song um, for generations to come and just embody that message. The people that have gone before us, the people that are doing the work now and for the generation that's coming up. Um, What a beautiful testament. So without further ado, I'm going to let them introduce themselves, and then we'll get started.
5: Hello, church. Um, My name's Nathaniel Vance, but you can call me Nate. And uh, I'm 21. Uh, I've been in St. Augustine for about a year now, and I am now enrolled in Trinity Baptist College in Jacksonville.
6: Good morning, church. My name is Rachel. Um, I graduated from Flagler College a few years ago, um, but I just love St. Augustine so much I decided to stay. So I work full-time as a travel coordinator, and then I work part-time here at the church um, helping with our social media and photography. So normally on Sundays, I have a backpack filled with camera equipment and a camera. And so that's why I'm running around like a crazy person. It's because I'm taking pictures. So yeah.
4: Yeah, so if um, Rachel ever takes your picture, just act natural. <laughs> Pretend I'm not there. Um, so one of our core values at Anastasia Church is that discipleship making um, is our privilege. And we, you as the, the older generation, the more mature and experienced generation have done such a great job of paving a path of faith for this church. And um, these students, these young adults would not be here if it was not for your dedication, your faith, your example. And um, so we love that we're a multi-generational church, that from babies all the way on up, that there are examples of people living out their faith, living out their purpose and their mission. And I've asked them to think of someone that has intentionally poured into their life. Someone who has made an impact in their faith and in their walk with Christ and just kind of share about that person and just let y'all know the impact that was made and hopefully you are encouraged by their testimonies.
5: Um, so somebody who intentionally poured into me, I mean, to be honest, a lot of people have. Actually, a lot of them are here right now. Um, my family's in the front row, my mom, my dad, my aunt, my uncle, and my grandmother, who I love very much, and I'm very happy that they're here. However, it makes me very nervous, so just know I might stumble on my words. Um, but somebody that um, who isn't here right now, but uh, who, who was intentional and who did disciple me uh, was uh, my grandfather. Um, throughout, uh, throughout his entire life, he, he mentored me and, and our family, and he was a leader, and he was just always, uh, always loved God, always showed us how to love God uh, in the way that he loved his family, the way he led the family. And uh, he was just a rock. Um, and it was, it was amazing to see that and to grow up with that um, as a child. And then, honestly, the, the, be- the most he discipled me, I guess, was in a way that was, I guess, unintentional. Um, he, he, get, he ended up getting diagnosed with cancer in 2016. And um, it was hard for, for all of us. I mean, it was hard for him, obviously. And he just, he was going through so much in the chemo and everything. But but his faith with God never wavered. And that spoke volumes to me. And that, that's really where I was poured into the most was watching him. Um, every time I saw him and even, you know, at the hospital and everything, he still loved God. And he still, um, you know, he was still well with his soul um, in the midst of all that burden and in the midst of all that uh, heartache. And it was just, it was it was hard for us, but but it seemed easy for him to, to live that way and to just continue to follow Jesus. Um, and, a, and a verse that really speaks to that is in um, Philippians. It's the end of verse 18 through verse uh, 20. And it says, Yes, and I will rejoice, for I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance, as it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be at all ashamed. But with... That with full courage, now as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And I really just feel like that really embodied um, my grandfather in that, you know, if he he lived, it was for Christ. But if he died, it was also he would be in heaven with Christ. And I believe and we all believe um, that we'll see him again one day.
6: So I was very fortunate and blessed to grow up in a Christian household. Um, My family was always very involved in church um, through volunteering and attending church every Sunday. But I wouldn't say, I mean, I would say it was when I was about in eighth grade, middle school, high school age, that I really started to have my own personal relationship with Jesus. And that came from... um, just a great relationship and mentor that I had in Michelle Hunley, who was my youth pastor. Um, I was so blessed and I am still so blessed to have her as a mentor in my life. And just, I know she made such a great impact on all of our lives through constantly being there for us, supporting us, answering any questions that we had, encouraging us to step out in our own faith and have our own personal relationship with the Lord. And I saw her transform so many lives, and um, she actually really inspired me to go on to study youth ministry. So at Flagler, I was able to get a minor in youth ministry, and um, it's just been great because I saw how she encouraged others, and now I get to hopefully maybe go out and do that for some of our youth here. Um, But it was just very powerful to see how, even though I had so many wonderful people in my life, there were some students who maybe didn't have um, that encouraging environment in their life, and all it takes sometimes is just one person to show that they care. Um, And it reminds me of Galatians chapter 5 verses seven through nine. And it says, you are running well. Who prevented you from being persuaded regarding the truth? This persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole batch of dough. Um, So really just touching back again, all it takes is just one person to believe in you and encourage you in the faith for you to um, grow in your own faith. That's good.
4: And so as we were... Um, talking leading up to this Sunday and about those people that had discipled them, that had poured into them and mentored them. I asked them to think about what were the qualities that you saw in that person that made you respect them, that made you know that what they were sharing with you was truth and was real because we all have a voice. We all have an influence, but how we use that can vary significantly. And um, it's just important, the qualities that we have are godly qualities, that we are instilling what God has put in us and others. And so while we may all have a voice, that doesn't mean that everyone uses it well or equally. And I just think it's so encouraging as someone who's trying to pour into young adults, who's raising a family to discover what are those traits? What are those characteristics? that drew you to that person? What was it about their lives that spoke to you? And so they're gonna share with you what those characteristics were. And I know looking at the faces here, so many of y'all embody those characteristics. And if you don't, maybe you'll um, um, be encouraged by this to pray over it, to build up those in your life.
5: So the, uh, the quality that immediately came to my mind, um, specifically talking about my grandfather was endurance. And just uh, to be able to endure um, all that, I mean, not just the chemo and everything, but to endure his entire life and still follow Christ uh, for 70 years to to follow Christ, that's that's insane. And to even think about that is is a lot to think about, but it was just that that's the word that I think of is, is endurance and how you know throughout it all he continued to to strive for Christ he continued to tell others about Christ even in the midst of all that, that was going on with him and it was just amazing to see and uh i i just pray that i have that same endurance um in my life and also another uh endurance also applies to uh my parents um who endured um they were youth group leaders for i not want to say like 7 years 8 years um so imagine dealing with teenagers for eight years. That's a, that's a lot to endure. So uh, they definitely endured. And uh, it was just cool to see my, my parents. You know, they, they had jobs. They had, uh, they had other things to do. They had family events. They had all these things. But, like, they still would make the time for us to come over and invade the house and uh, you know, the camps, the conferences, the mission trips, everything, they endured and they continued to, to strive and, and give their lives to God and pour out to people um, and pour out to the kids as they, as they were poured into when they were younger. So endurance is just a big thing for me that, that I've seen in so many people's lives and something that uh, really speaks to me. And in Hebrews uh, chapter 12, verses one through three, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight, And sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So endurance, again, uh, it's just such a beautiful thing to see, and it was in Jesus' life, um, enduring the cross. And as we're called to do is to take up our cross daily, like we're supposed to endure that the life and endure the, the struggles of life, but, but to continue to, to fight in that and to finish the race well, and, and the, my grandparents and my parents have embodied that. And so endurance would be the quality that I would choose.
6: Um, I was fortunate enough to grow up in a very loving household. And it wasn't until I really got to college that I realized that that's not the norm for everyone. And that I was in fact very fortunate to grow up in a loving and encouraging household. Um, so a trait that I saw in leaders in my life like Michelle Hunley, who just had an outpouring of unconditional love for everyone, was just such an inspiration to me. Um, and it's really a witness to the Lord because in Luke chapter 6, verse 35, it says, But love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back then your reward will be great and you will be children of the most high because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Um, We are called to love without conditions and love without restraint, um, those that we see eye to eye with and those who maybe we don't see eye to eye with. So when I had a leader like Michelle who was doing that for everyone, she truly treated us all like her own kids, um, having us over at her house, whenever we were going through something difficult, a loss when we were grieving a loved one, she was always the first one there to show support and love for us and pray over us. So um, I would just say loving unconditionally is a quality that really helped me grow in my faith. Thanks. So endurance
4: and love are just the themes that kept coming up over and over as I was talking to them and some of our other young adults of qualities that they see and uh, more mature believers in their faith that just really spoke to them and drew them closer to God. And um, I know that y'all probably hear the statistics that this generation is stepping away from the faith, that they're stepping away from the church. And I just wanna, uh, I asked them like, how important is community to you? Because without that community, oftentimes we can flounder on our own. And so I'm so encouraged that our young adults here in St. Augustine um, are faithful to the church. That, and they aren't just faithful to the church, but they're taking what they learn at church and they're spreading it in their, in their personal communities. And so I just ask them, what role has community played in your faith?
5: has um, played a huge role. Um, even b- before uh, when my parents were youth pastors in that community, that was super um, beneficial and encouraging to be around other youth and to, to have parents um, that loved me that much and continued to, to pour into me. And I was just able to have that community to be accountable. Um, and then COVID happened, and uh, we were all kind of isolated. We all kind of had to had to close off. I mean, even the church, you know, we had to have live stream services and all these things. And you know, God still worked, but but it was just different. And it was, uh, it was a lot um, for me, especially. Um, I was in this weird, I was out of youth, but I didn't find a college group yet. Like so I was in this weird limbo. And um, it wasn't until about a year ago that we I came to St. Augustine and uh, my grandmother who goes here was like, they have a college group, you should go. And so I went to the college group and I met Julia and all these wonderful people um, that have uh, been doing the worship and have been talking and just, just have been pouring into me and my life in so many ways. And the well has been such an encouragement to me has um, helped me really um, grow back in my faith, I guess, is what you would say. Um, I, would, I resurrendered, actually, at the well, my life to Christ, and was uh, baptized at the beach baptism. Um, and that was just an amazing time where God has been working and, and pouring into me. And God was like, okay, I poured into you, um, and so pour into others. Um, but a verse that I think of um, is Hebrews 10:23 to 25. And it says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he pr- who promises faithful... And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. And that verse, I mean, we just need to meet together. It's so important. The accountability, the fellowship, the love of God, seeing the qualities of people by by coming together and and learning from each other is so huge and so beneficial in your walk. Because when you're alone, I mean, Satan knows you're alone. and, And he likes to just... He likes to get at you when you're alone, but when you're around your believers, they remind you of what God has taught you and how how you're supposed to live. And they're like, no, that's not the way, like do this. And it's just so good for correcting. And uh, so community has been huge and it's just so important in my life. And I'm so thankful for the well and for Julia and uh, just for all these friends that I've made here at the well.
6: Um, Touching back on what Nate said, we are so blessed at this church to have um, so many people who are willing to encourage us, important to us, not only our friends at the well, but also just members of our church family. I am so grateful and thankful for the elder family and for the Murray family when I was just a scared college student away from home who was able to go to their houses and they would provide dinner for me and just talk with me about life. And I'm so thankful for them and their friendship and for to have them as mentors in my life. Um, but we cannot do it alone. As Nate said, community is so important, and a loving Christian community is even more important. And in John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35, it says, a new commandment I give to you is that you love one another just as I have loved you. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. If I couldn't say it enough, love is so important. It's one of our greatest commands. And we um, cannot keep pouring into others if we don't have people that we admire pouring into us. Um, You can only feel so much until your cup gets empty and you feel run down and burnt out. And so I'm so thankful that I have, again, people at the well and um, the elder family and other amazing people in our church speaking life into me and pouring into me and encouraging me in my walk um, with Christ is such a blessing and we truly are blessed to have amazing people like you all at our church.
4: So something that I love about serving um, the well ministry at our church is that oftentimes we hear that the youth is the future of our church, but I'm here to tell you that they are not the future, that they are the present, that they are serving Um, faithfully and diligently now. Um, Every time I like to embarrass Gina in the tech booth, our tech team likes to hide in dark boxes, but we could not have church Sunday mornings without a lot of our college and young adult students who make our live stream services happen, who turn the lights on and off, who do the volume on everything, like things I don't know how to do, but they serve faithfully. Every Sunday morning, our college students and young adults are leading our children's ministry up on the third floor. And they're um, teaching Bible studies Wednesday night to our youth. They are so involved and faithful each and every week. And so the last thing I wanted to talk about is y'all have been faithful in pouring into them and to me and my family And it's something that we don't wanna keep to ourselves because just as we have been discipled and loved, it's important to pour that into others. And so I asked them to share just how God has called them to um, help make disciples of others.
5: So again, kind of jumping off of the community, um, while we've been here, while I've been here at at the well, I've been able to serve uh, specifically over the summer, I was able to serve in the youth, which was an amazing blessing. Um, and then not just that, but by being surrounded by these people, my call to ministry really, uh, I felt it again. Um, I had it a long time ago, but I felt a, a real urge and God was like, okay, I gave you time off <laughs> or you took time off. I mean, and now it's time for you to, to, to get in the saddle, to get ready to, uh, to prepare. And so God has called me to, into ministry to be a pastor. And so I'm at Trinity Baptist College in Jack's uh, studying to be a pastor and pastoral theology. And uh, so I'm working on being poured into some more and in, in my intellect and in my Bible knowledge and all these things so that, um, again, I'll be able to pour into others. Uh, like, and Julia giving me opportunities like this to speak is also another way in which I'm able to disciple. Uh, I help out in tech sometimes at the well. And in all these different ways, um, God has just blessed me and able to, in being able to disciple others um, and also at the same time be poured into while pouring out. It's just, a, it's amazing and beautiful thing that we were able to do as believers. And uh, there's a verse in Galatians uh, chapter 1, uh, 15 through 17, and this is talking about uh, Paul. And he says, But when he who had set me apart before I was born and who called me by his grace was pleased to reveal a son to me in order that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately consult with anyone, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me. But I went away into Arabia and returned again to Damascus. And that small verse that says "I went away into Arabia" is actually Paul, uh, in a way, going to college. Um, he he was already a scholar. He had already learned so. I mean, he knows he knew so much as a as a Pharisee, but he didn't know it in the context of Christ. He didn't know it in the context in the context of a Messiah. And so he goes away for three years to to study the word. And, and I guess in a way, that's what I'm doing. I'm going to college and I'm studying the word and I'm getting and I'm get, learning and getting all this information uh, in order that I might go and preach. The word among the nations. Um, and it's just so beautiful. Uh, he who had set me apart before I was born, who will call me by his grace. Um, that, you know, Christ calls all of us uh, before we're born. Uh, and that, you know, we're all saved by his grace. And so we all have that call to not only be disciple, but to disciple others.
6: Um, I kind of touched on it before, but I am so thankful to help serve alongside so many under, other wonderful adult leaders at Youth on Wednesday. Um, I help lead a group of 9th and 10th grade girls, and they are just so awesome. And it's been amazing to see how much they've all grown in their personal walks of faith, just even over the past few months. Um It was funny this past week, we've always text them and say, hey, girls, hope you're having a great week. We're praying for you. Um, And then just kind of touching on any prayer requests that they may have during the week. But it's funny because last week we were praying for someone. She was like, I'm so nervous. I have a job interview this week. And it was just so inspiring to see those students like pour into each other and say, you've got this. Like we're praying for you, for them to pray for her. And she was like, I got the job on Friday. And they were all just so supportive and encouraging to each other. And it's just so sweet. So it's been such a blessing to lead alongside and um, be with them every week. So, as
4: we close out this morning, I just want to leave you with um, from the book of Judges a passage. As we look at the Old Testament, one of the pillars of our faith is Moses. And we just think of what an incredible example, what a man of God he was, and how much he did for the Lord, and what great faith he had. And when you think of Moses, it's just, he's just one of the giants of the faith. And there's so much that God said, do this, and he did. And then we look at Joshua, who was mentored by Moses. Can you imagine being discipled by Moses? What a great opportunity that was for him. And even Moses knew he was never going to step foot into the promised land, but that Joshua would be able to. And we look in Judges chapter 2, verses 6, at the end of Joshua's life. It said, when Joshua dismissed the people... The people of Israel went each to his inheritance to take possession of the land, and the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua, and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua, who had seen all the great work that the Lord had done for Israel. And Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110 years, and they buried him within the boundaries of his inheritance in the hill country of Ephraim, north of the mountain of Gash. And all that generation also were gathered to their fathers and there arose another generation after them who did not know the Lord or the work that he had done for Israel. As we look at the Joshua generation who is known for their incredible faith, I just want to caution us as a church that we will raise up a generation after us that will continue in the faith. We don't want to be like the generation that came after Joshua that did not know what God had done for them. And that's our job as a church to continue disciple-making and passing on the word of truth to each and every generation. I'm going to pray for us as we close out, um, but let's give it up for Nate and Rachel. What a great job they did sharing this morning. Will you please pray with me? Dear Lord, I just thank you um, for Anastasia Church. I thank you for the incredible people here and their dedication to you, and their service to you, Lord. And I thank you for the people of the well, our young adults, and their passion and fire that they have for you, Lord. And I pray that we will continue to be a church that is raising up disciples, that is sharing your good works from generation to generation.
6: Amen. Please stand as we
0: sing one more so much for being here. I'm so um, glad that we were able to lead this service with you. And I just pray that as you go out, you would feel God's love, that you would um, feel loved by him and by all the people around you in this church, and that you would have been blessed by this service. Thank you.